Hey, I'm Phil Barantini and this is the Going Rogue Club. This is the podcast that delves into the careers of film and TV's heavy hitters. In each episode, we'll find out about their journeys and the unconventional way they got there. My guest today made his name in the comedy circuit before landing his own Netflix special and going on to becoming a best-selling author. We talk about his transition from engineering at Cambridge University to becoming a stand-up comedian. We also talk about how he got his first break after a comedy competition in university and why he doesn't test out his material before doing it for real. Please welcome to the Going Road Club, Phil Wang. Hi, Phil. Thanks for having me. I'm a big fan, mate. Oh, thanks. Likewise. This, 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 um, it's such a pleasure to, to have met you because I, I met you handing you an award you did, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which i think is how the best relationships start i, I agree i agree i agree um it's it, it, i think we should we should I mean, it's all downhill from there it's yeah. not gonna get quite as fabulous as i was that. gonna say every time we meet we should be we should do that yeah well you, you, you still hand, haven't handed me you did award. hand me this today yeah all i do is give you stuff <laughs> that's very true actually damn yeah <laughs> um but yeah no but on that on that day it was like I found out that you were, you know, comparing the awards or whatever, or hosting the awards, and I was like, oh my God, I'm such a big fan. And then when I got up on stage and you handed me the award and you were like, I'm such a big fan of Boiling Point. Yeah, I love Boiling Point. I was Boiling like, Point. what? Oh my God. <laughs> and then we had a chat afterwards, amazing. Yeah, I was obsessed with Boiling Point. And, then, um, and, then, and, and, and when you guys won, I was like, Got to turn on the boiling point because oh. a lot of the others I just go, <laughs> congratulations, yeah, yeah. <laughs> never seen it, no idea what I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, but no, yeah, boiling point I really, really love. So yeah, I was real, I was real chuffed to, for you to, to hear you say that um, you know my stuff. Yeah, yeah, big fan, big fan. I mean, it's also nice to meet another Phil. Yes, I, of course. Yeah, I feel like Phil is one of these names that is sort of spoken about as a common name, like Bob. Yeah, but it isn't. No, there are not many Phils actually. And you spell your name with one L. One L. Me too. And so, and you too, yeah. Or you as no, well? what? You, oh, yeah, no, me, me as well, <laughs> yeah. And but often it gets, it gets. Um, it's a. So, do you find it really annoying when people spell your name wrong? With yeah, two L's? They, they seem to always assume it's two L's. Yeah, yeah. I guess Philip Bonner looks a bit like Philip. Philip, yeah, that's, that's true. What worried about. Yeah, it's it's a tough life, but someone has to. Someone has carry to carry this cross. That's very true. That's yeah. very true. Um, but listen, thanks for coming on, and and I just want to, I just want to have a chat, really. You know what I mean? I'm just so interested in to know. I know you were you studied um, engineering at Cambridge. Yes. Yeah. So wh- how? I mean, first of all, what you know, because engineering is such a big, broad thing. What what is it that you wanted to do when you were when you went to Cambridge, and then how did you get make that transition from being that to yeah a comedian to. Uh, uh, a national treasure. Yes, um, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> my, my father was uh, my father was uh, an engineer, mm. and um, and I was good at good at maths and science and all this sort of thing. And I thought, yeah, I'd, I'd like to be an engineer. Uh, that makes sense. Mm. Um, and at Cambridge, you do first two years, you study everything, so you do all the different types of engineering: right. electrical, mechanical, structural, computer, everything. Mm. And then um, I specialize in like mechanical and aerodynamics and something called control engineering which is about sort of um changing states in systems and holding states it's like a thermostat is a is a control system right 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 right. um and so yeah so that kept me at cambridge for four years but just as i was applying to uni i just sort of discovered stand-up and became obsessed with stand-up and the choice of cambridge doubled up as a comedy choice because it's got a great comedy yeah 
tradition there with the footlights. Footlights, and, yeah. And when I got there, it also turned out like loads of different colleges had their own comedy night. Mm. And so you could do a sort of weekly circuit of gigs in sort of different student unions and bars and little theaters and stuff. And I started my own comedy night in my college. And and so I just got to practice comedy so much. Mm. And in the, with the footlights, there's a, every two weeks I had a show with open auditions where you just had to do three minutes of new material. And so you're always writing, always improving and you're mm. surrounded by very funny very clever people so they're always you know keeping you on your toes mm. and and then in my second year i joined well i heard about this competition the chortle student comedian competition and it was a competition across the country if you're at university or in second higher education of any kind you could join this competition to find the funniest student and I tried it. I had a go, and I got. I did well. I got through the heat. Then I got through the semifinal. Then I got to the final, and I won the final. And so that was my second year. Mm. And I got. And then in the next year, Comedy Central had a student competition as well, and I so I joined that, and I won that as well. Mm. So for two years running, I was the funniest <laughs> student <laughs> in the UK. And I always like to say, I always tell people now. If you thought you and your friends were funny <laughs> at university between the years of 2010 2011, I'm afraid you did desperately wrong because unbeknownst to you at the other end of the country was the true king. <laughs> and I have the certificates to prove it. I do. I have two crappy little trophies to show. <laughs> for two years straight, I was the best company you could possibly hope for. Oh my God, I love <laughs> in that. university. It's interesting, like how that came i mean i, I presume how did it come about like a, a, a comedy was so um you know profound in in the in that university in, in cambridge like it's because it, because yeah. obviously it's not because you know you, you're studying engineering i d it just doesn't i know yeah, you people know always I mean? surprised to hear i studied engineering um but i think i i think sort of scientific people can have quite um a direct sense of humor mm. and and I, I found that I needed comedy and engineering to sort of balance each other out. Right. I saw people who studied like English and then also did theater and comedy. Yeah. No, that sounds awful because you're just drowning in words all the yeah. time. You know? <laughs> yeah, true. It was nice to take a break from comedy with numbers and just yeah. have absolute answers and, you know, um, objective truths. Mm. And then when I'm not doing that, I'm doing something that's more subjective. Yeah, I yeah. Like. But then you, the, the, both comedy and engineering, they share a lot of the same principles, you know? Engineering mm. is about structure and patterns and experimentation. And comedy is about the structure of a joke, mm. noticing patterns in life and experimenting with ideas and tweaking them and improving them and optimizing them. Mm. And that's what engineering sort of is about, again, as well. Because it's all about lo logic as well. Mm -hmm. Comedy is about yeah. logic. Engineering is about logic. Yeah. Mm. That's so interesting. And I mean, growing up, were you, you said your father was an engineer. Or did you, were you funny at home? Was, you, was, you, was I, it like? I, I, I was quite funny. Yeah, I was, I was funny. I was a funny kid. I wanted to be a clown. First thing I ever wanted to be in my life was a clown. Yeah. And then I, um, I went to Chinese school and that, uh, that sort of beat uh, the joy out of me. <laughs> um, right. And so I kind of lost that. And I found science and, and maths. And then, and then, and then I went to I went to boarding school when I was sixteen in, in Borneo. I lived there as well. My parents didn't send me from the UK to Borneo. <laughs> we lived there, <laughs> yeah. and there was a, a boarding school nearby. And 
YouTube had just started and people started mm. s- uh, sharing this clip of a stand-up comedian called Russell Peters, mm-hmm. who's an can- um, Indian, uh, Indian-Canadian comic. Right. And he was doing stuff about different races, different cultures. And because mm. we were in international schools, we were like, wow, this is amazing. This is about all of us. Mm. And I remember watching this and thinking, this is insane. This is so good. Yeah. What, incre- what an amazing thing to do. To mm. Just get up there. You don't have anything else. Just get up there and you just, with the power of your mind, you're getting this response out of people, mm. right? And then, and so I just kind of became a bit obsessed with that. And then moved to the UK, and my my and, and my dr- the drama teacher at school. I didn't do drama, but he put on a, a comedy night, and he said five minute open spots available to students. And I went over and I said, "Is there still space for the comedy show?" And he said, "Yeah, I think I got a couple of seats left." And I said, "No, no, to um right. to do a spot." And he was like, "Really?" Because I wasn't exactly fu- I wasn't funny then. Mm. I was very studious. And he thought, oh, this guy's going to eat it. (laughs) 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 I'm sending this kid to his death. But I was like, all right. And then I went up and did five minutes of material, uh, uh, at least half of which was taken from Russell Peters, and I just swapped out the word Indian with Chinese. (laughs) And it it kind of worked. (laughs) And it went really well. I mean, it wasn't my material technically, but I had, you know, I had the presence, stage presence, Mm. I had the delivery. Mm. And then... And then a few months later, the teacher put on another comedy show, but in in the big assembly hall. So it's the big gig. Mm. And I asked if I could do it again. And I wrote a special set of st- like completely original about the students, about the teachers, about life at the school. And and that was great. And it's the only time I ever performed that set, the only time I could, it's still the best gig of my life. <laughs> <laughs> if only everyone else in the world knew the reference points, I'd, I'd wheel it out again. Yeah. How how long was that? How long was that show? I did maybe ten minutes, which is quite long. Yeah. Um, for when you're starting out, but I think I must have done about ten minutes. Yeah. And then between that, I did um, I did a gig in town, my first sort of actual like adults gig, mm. uh, as as an open spot, and I did all right, but I forgot to write an end, so I just kind of went, okay, I've run out now. I just did like, <laughs> <laughs> and people were very nice because I was seventeen or whatever. Yeah. And I just walked off and I, I made a mental note. R- decide what the last thing you're going to say is. Because <laughs> it's weird if you just walk off. So do you, do you have like, obviously you're, you're learning on every job, I'd imagine on every, on every show that you, like for example, yeah, make sure you put an end in <laughs> next time, that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Are you still l- sort of learning now? I want to go mm. back I want to go back to the Footlights thing because yeah. that interests me as well. Because uh, you became the president of that, right? Yeah, president in the 2011 to 2012. Yeah. I, so, yeah, I hung up my title as funny student. Yeah. And then b- to take on the responsibility of being president. Being president. <laughs> <laughs> Has to be done. And what does, that, what does that entail? Like, what, what do you... You're still, in, in, you're still in, in Cambridge at this point? Yeah. yeah so yeah, I was yeah. doing my master's in my final year. <coughs> and it mainly tells you, res- you... You get the president's email address and you just have to... Re- respond to a lot of emails mainly right you don't really get many you don't get any powers right you don't get a sash you don't right. get any jewels nothing you just have to reply to emails right so and who the email what so is it putting on shows and stuff like that is that, is that what it is um yeah there's a lot of admin like um, yeah, yeah. organizing when auditions for things are and right. uh and deciding you know deciding with the, uh, the rest of the committee which shows are going to take up the slots the big slots of the year um yeah, and then just and organizing, you know, little get get-togethers, you know, yeah. the, the annual dinner or whatever. Nice. Um, yeah, it's very administrative. Uh, it's kind of thing like I don't. If I was given that job now, I think I'd wouldn't be good. I'd be like, oh, I don't know, I can't be. Mm. 
But I didn't, during those years, you just feel like, yeah, I'll do it. I'll do anything. I'll do yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, I, wish, I wish I had that chutzpah again, the spunk. Yes. And if you're following in some amazing footsteps. Yeah, this is, yeah. so for like, it's been going on for a long time, but it, yeah. it, 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 it sort of, I suppose it's sort of glory age was when uh, Stephen Fry, Hugh Laurie, and Emma Thompson were in the same yeah. show called The Cellar Tapes. And, right. and they went up to the Ember Fringe and they won the main award as a student group, you know, right. which is pretty wild. Uh, and s- ever since then, you know, people like David Mitchell, Robert Webb, mm-hmm. and Richard Ayoade, um, Simon Bird, Johnny Sweet, Tim Key, you know, um, Alexander Armstrong, Armstrong Miller, I think, they, yeah, that, mm. they also fill- so, so yeah, I think it became a sort of self-fulfilling prophecy in that people who were good at comedy and interested in comedy just decided they wanted to go to Cambridge to be part of the Footlights. Right, yeah. okay, that's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but, it just, but it's such a good training ground because you're doing so many regular shows. Mm. Uh, the Cambridge has its own theatre, the Amateur, Dram- yeah. Amateur Dramatics Club. Mm. So it has its own theatre. With It's all run by the students and mainly for the students. Mm. Uh, and not many universities have that. Um, so it was, it was a, I, I owe Cambridge a lot, really. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just got to practice <coughs> so much. And so did you, did when you, I came did out of uni, I'd, I'd already had a few, yeah. a lot of gigs under my belt. And I had this, again, the spunk. The spunk, yeah. <laughs> and did you, did you, um, so, because I know, like, for example, I know it's different, but for example, like RADA, places like that, they have the end of year showcase where agents come to watch and, you know, casting directors and things like that and a lot of them get picked up by by agents in those things is that a similar thing for footlights is that a similar thing for what happened to you how did you get your sort of first foot in the professional door if that makes sense yeah well <coughs> there isn't a showcase it's it's because it's not no one's course is footlights no one's course is comedy. Yeah. it's just like <coughs> a society mm. a club i guess if you if you get onto the the big tour show you end up going to the fringe and then industry comes to that and that's part, yeah. part of the appeal of it for when you're starting out but i my 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 main exposure was winning the total student total student competition in 2010 mm. because one of the judges emailed me said i'm an agent um i think you're great Shall we, let's have a chat and she became my first agent and i'm still with that i'm not with her anymore but i'm still with that same same agency agency yeah since oh that's amazing since 2011 so it's been 12 years now wow and um yeah all, <coughs> all from that all from that um comedy competition that's incredible yeah and so w- w- even then, when when you know you get signed with an agent, it's like, what do you still uh, do? You still want to be an engineer? Is that, is <laughs> well, what, what? Uh, yeah, but at that point, I thought, okay, like this this is, looks like this could be my my life, my career. Yeah, and I'd l- I really like it to be um, engineering. Yeah, it's something I had to finish. It's something I was still interested in. Um, it felt a bit silly because, you know, within third and fourth year, it's, it's pretty difficult. It's difficult. Mm. It's a difficult course. Yeah, it's. It's, and especially as you get more and more focused on the subjects, it just gets absolutely wild. I'm still, I still get panic dreams where I have, I've got to do my control systems exam. <laughs> yeah. And I, because I, 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 I barely, I can't believe I passed. Right. I can't believe I got a decent grade because I still, up to the, I was doing the exam going, I don't understand any of this. Wow. But I still got through. I don't know how. Um, and, but, but, the, the, but sort of as I was at university, comedy sort of took over mm. from engineering. And I realized, I was a lot more replaceable as an engineer than than as a comedian. I thought, and I was better at this than, mm. than at that. What did you What did your family think? <coughs> and they were, 
they were open to it. I think they, they thought it was a bit out there. Mm-hmm. Um, the main thing was they were happy I got my degree. Yes. A good degree. And they're always very accepting and and very much, especially my mom, you know, comes from a sort of the hippie age of like, mm. you have to do what makes you feel happy, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And my dad just sort of went along with that, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I don't know what his <laughs> truth was. But, but it started to go reasonably well. And it, when I first got on to have Argonius for you was when my mother finally stopped suggesting I do a business degree. Just right. in case. Yeah. Yeah. Fall back on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but they've, they've always been very supportive. And I mean, I first just sort of bemused, I think. I remember calling my mother after I won that com- student competition going, Mom, I won. And she just went, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, you didn't. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> and so what, what, um, what's been the highs and what's been the sort of lows of that? From, you know, from, from when you got your agent, let's say, mm. to, to now, where, you know, you're, you're on tour at the moment. The highs... The highs are, I feel the highs and the lows are never what you think they're going to be. No. They kind of, they come out of nowhere. They, they surprise you. Mm. The, I mean, the highs are things like traveling to Australia and New Zealand to do comedy festivals there. These places that you've never seen before and mm. meeting all these great new people. Or going out to Japan because a guy who's now a friend just messaged me out of the blue on Facebook. And I didn't know who he was. And he said, I run some shows in Japan. You want to come? And I said, yeah, right. Yeah. And I just, on a wing and a prayer, just flew out to Japan and just discovered this amazing country. Or, um, yeah, so it's, th- th- those are the, those are the highs. You always think it's going to be like sort of meeting, fa- you know, meeting famous people mm. or people you looked up to. And um, it isn't, <laughs> it isn't. It's the things mm. that you experience for yourself. Um, that's all cool and nice, but eventually you realize people are just people, and it's yeah. the highs are are the things you get to see and uh, the places you get to go and and the shows you get to do. I mean, the 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 true highs are when you just smash a gig and there's no yeah. cameras in there. No one will ever know. The only people mm. who know are the people in this room. <coughs> and for yeah. one night, you might be the funniest person in the world, mm. maybe. And the next morning, it all resets again, and you got to try again. I, those are those are the highs for me. The lows. I, uh, it's, it's the is the loneliness of it, I guess, especially mm. when you're touring. You know, it can mm. be very lonely. I, I now t- I now tour with a tour manager and a support act, so it's much better. But mm. my first couple of tours, when I had to scrimp and save, you know, I just do everything myself. I'd book all my hotels on my trains. I drove myself there. Right. I'd, I'd turn up. I'd I'd run through all the tech with the technician there, mm. hand them my laptop because it's all on there, and then uh, by that point you feel you've already done the job, but you've then got to do the whole show yourself yeah yeah half an hour give them a break and then come back for another hour mm. and it was just and then and then you go home alone to a hotel room yeah you know you have all this adulation yeah thank you good night i'm like yeah and you just pack up and just walk <laughs> walk yeah. to the oh, God. you know you walk to the b&b and yeah <laughs> lie down on your own yeah and uh that that that, that can that can be the lows i guess mm. it's just the 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 contrast between being yeah. on stage and and that what what comes afterwards when you're on the road. Yeah. Mm. Do you get um, nervous? I get nervous about some some shows, some gigs. Mm. If it's a new theatre, new city, uh, or a new venue, or if I'm doing new material, if there's something new, then yeah. I get I get nervous. Or if it looks like a tricky one, 
you know um i mean i was nervous the night we met i was nervous about that because i had all these new jokes yeah trying to make make <coughs> fun of movies and cinemas mm. and, and everyone is in yeah 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 and yeah. you can go one way or another you can you could go you, you could end up being received like you know tina fey and amy poehler and yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah or you could just fucking ruin your whole career exactly yeah 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 <laughs> it's funny because never work in this town again yeah, yeah. I, d- I went to another award show um and the compere there or the the guy who was running it was also a comedian but i don't think he was it was the right crowd for his, his sort of comedy mm. and so he fell flat on his face a oh little no. bit and it was painful to watch you know yeah 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 it's it's those shows are really tough because yeah. people aren't really there for you that they're right. hoping they're nervous <laughs> they're hoping they might win something they're with people they work with they're with people they need to impress yeah. they're with people they can't embarrass themselves in front of and s- and there's a lot of drink. <laughs> there's booze, and everyone's visible to each other because you're all spread out on these tables. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And it's not comfortable because if if you're facing away, you have to turn around and look at the yeah, the host yeah. And <laughs> that's yeah. not a good position to laugh in. Your lungs are all <laughs> twisted up. You know, you can't. <laughs> you, you, no one's laughing like that, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, they're, they're they're tough gigs. The, mm. Those those shows, and I, I I find I used to find them really really tough until and now, but now whenever I get one of those. I because I used to train my material. I used to just do my yeah, set and be right. like, "This works in the club. This will be fine." Mm. And actually, what's made it much much better is you just put in a lecture, a little extra time, and you write jokes about the night. About I saw now I ask for the list of the people in attendance. You know, that's great. Yeah, the yeah, list yeah. of who's up for awards or the companies or whatever or the movies or there. Mm. And I just and just write jokes about all of them. Yeah, if you can, because then even if it's not great, people are at least going. Oh, he's really put in an effort to yeah. like look up what we do and make jokes about us. This is unique, you know. And I mean, usually it can be hard. I mean, if you're doing something like the Refrigeration Awards, you know, it's <laughs> quite hard to uh, Electrolux, huh? What are they? <laughs> but with with movies, you know, and yeah. famous people, and that that was a lot of fun. Being able to write jokes about Emma Thompson and Stephen Graham. And, yeah, yeah. And um, Cineworld, and you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. of course. Yeah, that was, yeah. yeah, yeah. That was fun, and like Avatar and. I think I pissed off the Disney guy. <laughs> oh, I, yeah. Because I made jokes about Avatar. And someone from Disney won something and came up and just, so you wouldn't look at me. Well, it was the only per- I think because, you know, it was one of those awards. I've never been to one of those awards before where you just come and collect the award. You No speeches. Yeah. Which is better, in my opinion. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But I think the Disney guy was the one person who said a speech. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he was <laughs> adamant he had to say something, you know. That's me never working for Disney. <laughs> um, what's been your What's been your your, your favorite gig and your and your least favorite well, gig? I, I mean, it's really hard to say. I've done at least twenty by now. I've done yeah. a whole bunch. <laughs> um, my favorite. I mean, one I always think about is I did um, a set at uh, the Sydney Opera House. Wow! As part of the Sydney Comedy Festival, and that Amazing. was. So cool because it's such a beautiful. Mm. It's just it's this theater that you're aware of your whole life, yeah. And it looks so funky, and it's so space like. And then you actually turn up there and you're actually performing in, in in this iconic venue. And not only that, it's a real marvel of engineering. The way it's built, it's um or, um, hourly, audio aud- 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 mm-hmm. I don't know. It. I'm saying yes. Yeah, I have no idea. Just the, the it's it the way the sound spreads across the room is right. really beautiful and warm. It's all this like lovely like wood like sonorous wood and the shape's really interesting and and the, yeah it, th- that, that was a really cool thing to get to do and you're on the harbor and you go outside and it's just the waves of sydney harbor lapping up and sydney harbor bridges over there that's really cool mm. um so I, but i've had lots of fabulous gigs but that, 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 that one always stands out to me 
Um, worst, I mean, take your pick. Uh, I did one at an agricultural college when I was starting out. I can't remember what it's called, but it was, it was infamous, this agricultural college, right. for being a tough gig. That was rough. That was bad. Um, what, what, why did people like heckle and stuff like that? Or is it just, they just, just don't laugh? John laughed. It's like they were just perplexed as to why you were there. Oh, it's weird. People come out their way, they go down, they sit down, the comedy show, and then just yeah. like, why are you doing this? Yeah. <laughs> why are you here? Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Um, so do you, when you when you're sort of writing jokes, do you obviously you think they're funny, but then not always. <laughs> well, <laughs> sometimes you're like, maybe this is funny. Yeah. There's a, from time to time you come up with an idea, you go idea, and you go, that's definitely going to work, and it yeah. does, and you go, yeah. And then you, you try it again and it doesn't work. And you go, I still don't get it. I still don't get what people find funny. Really? Yeah, you never totally understand it. I think that's why it's addictive, right? Yeah, You yeah. never truly figure it out. You always think you figure it out. You get better at figuring it out. But you always, you never can completely tell what, what's going to work. And do you test the jokes on people? like do you, like In person? Well, just like, yeah, friends or whatever. Or no, I, I, I used to. Then I learned don't do that. Because really? a lot of the time jokes work in part because of the context they're in so sure. it's because you're in this room talking to all these people in this dark room and yeah. you lit up and it's part is in context of the other things you said yeah if you just go to a friend and go hey what do you think of this mm. uh house plants are weird they're like pets but they're green <laughs> yeah and they go uh yeah and you yeah. go yeah i'm not gonna try it. i'm not gonna try it yeah and yeah, yeah. you don't know maybe the pet pets that are green joke is actually great when it works i was yeah. throw a bunch of other jokes in the room you know and uh, so no, I don't. I don't try it out in front of. Do you do, you do test people? Test because uh, in film they do like sometimes they do test screenings and then have people write down the comments and stuff like that. About oh, that'd be good. Like a yeah. focus group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Just walk yeah. into a boardroom and just do something. <laughs> <to it. laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah. I love a representative cross section of society uh, <laughs> sitting in there. There's one old guy and yeah, a exactly. child. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't swear. Yeah. <laughs> That's the old guy. Yeah. Um, you, they're a new material night, so they're nights yeah. where, you, where, comic, where everyone knows people are trying new stuff out and comics gone with no, notebooks and ah. and you're just trying your bits out. And then you, and you can go and, and if it gets nothing, you go, okay, well, that didn't work. And people go, ha, 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 and it's yeah, fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. People are a lot more uh, accepting of that yeah. than if they were, went to like a proper comedy night, professional night, when it, it tickets like 20 pounds. Mm. You know, you can't really go up there and go, huh, that didn't work. Yeah, yeah, People yeah, are like, yeah. oh, come on, you should figure this out by now. Yeah. But there are specific, there's a sp- specific new material nights to go and try stuff out. Oh. <coughs> but but for me now, um, you know, when you're on tour, you're gigging all this, all these, doing all these shows, you write new material by, by slotting in new lines mm. and seeing if they work. And they're sandwiched between all, all the bits you, are, you already know work. And with that, that, would <coughs> that would change per city. Um, a little bit. I, I always have a chunk at the beginning of beginning of the show that is dedicated just to talking about the city and what's going on there, yeah. or that night in particular, or what's just happened if it's mm. some, some big news thing, and then going to the show. I, at the beginning of the show, I think it's always good to show everyone that you're in the room with yeah, them, yeah, you're not yeah. just going on a script. You're there. You're aware of where you are. Yeah. You're a person in the same room <coughs> as they are. You're not just going. Here's I mean, here I am reading my lines. Da, 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 yeah. da, and you finish. You have yeah. to show that you're in the room, and so that's I just do that at the beginning. Mm. But then throughout, I'm trying trying new lines here and there, see if different mm. ideas work, trying to improve and tweak. And it always fascinates me with comedians when, <coughs> like, I don't know, an audience member would shout something out or or something or disrupt the flow, if that makes sense, and then they just 
back and it's just it's just I I mean it's yeah that takes a lot of practice I was gonna say like what how does that because I'd crumble personally I think. <laughs> I, would, I think I would or I'd be rude you know what I mean yeah I mean the the best advice is the very counterintuitive one which is don't try and be funny don't th- yeah. there's nothing worse the cruelest thing about comedy is that there's nothing as unfunny as appearing to be trying to be funny yeah and so you can't be like yeah, I'm an asshole. Well, uh, well, at least assholes, they're, um, they're not, you need assholes because then how would you shit? So there yeah, you go. yeah, And yeah, people yeah, can yeah. see you're, you're trying too hard. Yeah. If, if you don't have an idea, you just talk back at them, give them another question. Eventually something will come up and you can work on that. You know, you, mm. don't, you don't have to desperately try and make it, get a big laugh out of the first yeah. thing. Um, also repeat what they've said. Right. So if they go, uh, your trousers are shit, you have to go, my trousers are shit. Uh, because for one, everyone everyone needs to know what they've said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you have to repeat it on microphone so everyone knows what they said. Plus, you give yourself a couple of seconds to think about your response. Oh, that's so, cool. Yeah. So that's those are the, uh, the tips for dealing with uh, people in the room. The other thing is to meditate. You have to be present and yeah, and not get you know. Yeah, fascinated with that. The other thing is that usually, almost always, the rest of the room really hate them, and they're waiting for a reason to shut them up. Mm. So if you can imply that everyone else in the room hates them, people will be like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Only once has that not worked. There was a bad gig. I can't remember where it was. Up north, mid- Midland somewhere. In not very well sold in this huge cavernous room with all with just like a few pockets of tables. And someone was being, uh, <laughs> someone was just being disruptive. And I said, give me a chair if you think this guy should shut up. Nothing. Oh, no. <laughs> and I honestly went, Wow. <laughs> Did you just walk off stage? <laughs> I did it. Wow. I thought that was one of those gigs where you just do your time. And you, you yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, man. How many how many gigs, what's the like most you've ever done in a, in a, in a sort of run? In a night. I mean, yeah. Um, do, you do, I mean, do you do like, because um, I know like in plays and stuff like that, they do. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, so some cities, if the r- r- venue's s- small and it sells well, do too. So like for Br- Bristol, I'm doing... Uh, two shows matinee and yeah. evening but I mean as far as sets go it's as many as you can cram in a night back when I was gigging like doing clubs in London mm. I'd, I I think I think my most was five in one night and this is starting at seven or something mm. just pinging all the way around like, central London you end up doing five and you finish at midnight one o'clock whatever I've heard of six. I don't know if I, have I done six. I don't think I've done six. I've different done ven- you mean different venues? Yeah, or, or oh, maybe one wow. ch- one venue you come back. Maybe they have an early show and later. Right. You do one one there, and go across to Covent Garden. Do one there, and then you go back to the first one. Do the second show, and then you go do a, a third place after that. And thing, yeah. It was wild. Yeah, I, I, I can't do that now. Well, you don't need to. Yeah, there's that as well. But <laughs> I think even if I needed to, I'd be like, "Well, I guess I'm going to die then." <laughs> <laughs> and how did how did you sort of go from doing the stand up stuff to then, you know, doing the TV stuff and and all that kind of? Uh, well, I guess as you do more stand up, you go to the Fringe and you become a uh, a known name. Mm. Bookers, producers on TV shows, panel shows, they they usually reserve a couple of spots per series for new people to to come through and try out and so they reach out to you saying can you do this and you're gonna do it yeah um then yeah so that that's kind of the path onto there then at the same time if you want to do sort of scripted stuff you try and work on that on the other on the side and um see if anyone salutes 
as they say. Um, mm. And right then there's Radio 4. There's all these, you just have to kind of become a name that people in the industry have heard about so that when they're thinking of lineups, they go, oh, yeah, Phil Wang, he's, he's all right. He's got a good joke about pop plants. It'll, uh, <laughs> see, if yeah. you, see if you want to do this. <laughs> yeah, and, and then you just you do them and you try to do your best. And if, if people think you're uh, dependable, then, then they bring you back. So do you, you don't you don't need to like do a test or an audition for that? Yeah, you do. You you do. You do. Sometimes, yeah. So I've done, yeah, I think I did one when I was starting out, you know, uh, Eight Out and Cats. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's one called Don't Sweat the Small Stuff ages ago. Right. Gosh. And um, yeah, I think those are the only sort of tryout ones I do, but they do regularly do tryout try out shows just in, in a boardroom. Right. And those, those are intimidating because... It's just it's just like this basically. Mm. Two tables, and then the host of the host is too famous, for someone from the production team pretending to be the host. No. Yeah, <laughs> well, oh. we'll do chair and pretend that they're doing the show, and no. then you're on there with other comedians, and you're all pretending that this is a real TV show. I mean, the audience is just like twenty chairs have been set up, and it's just people from the office they've asked to come in and just sit and, and be nice and try and laugh at things. Oh my! God. And so you're trying to do a show, trying to t- entertain those people, but also show off enough that you get booked onto the real thing. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty brutal. <laughs> and so, and oh my god, that's that's mad. But do you do you like? Because I'm always fascinated by those shows of like, are they scripted? You know, like the jokes that are told, or like the quick banter between everyone. Mm. Are they sometimes set up, or is it like uh, the banter is not not set up? And it's recorded. It's recorded live, right? As if it's it's live yeah it's recorded in the studio um usually for a half hour show you can record from two to three hours oh i mean right, that's yeah. good two hours is really good actually mm. you can go to three hours i mean there are there are horror stories of going on longer than that four or five hours wow. to get half an hour out of it um so you're in there for a long time and you get all kind of cramped and everyone in the audience gets kind of cramped and agitated and people need the loo and people get thirsty and hungry yeah. and yeah, it's, it's, it's unnatural. It's uncomfortable. I, yeah. d- I don't like doing them mainly because you have to be sat down and it's very hard, funny. It's very hard to be funny when yeah. you're sat down. You know, I'm trying my best here. But it's because you're all compacted and your brain, your blood's not really flowing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's much easier to, you know, that's why stand-up comedians, they walk around. It's much easier pace to think about. and pace. So mm. when you sat down for hours and any, you're trying to be funny desperately. It's, it's tough. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think they're ideal um, formats, really. I, I have an idea for a panel show where it's the only difference from any others is everyone stood up. <laughs> it's just I, 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 I bet it'd work. <laughs> That's the only difference. Exactly the same format. Yeah, yeah, same show. Um, just stood up. Yeah. What? So you, sh- so you talk about shows. Your Netflix show. Mm-hmm. My Netflix special. Your Netflix special. Yeah. Do they? Was that a show? Are you sort of on tour and then Netflix come and sh- film that, or was that completely? Oh no, that's just f- just that's for, that. for that for that. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. We had we had I had I'd, I'd known people I'd known Netflix for a bit because I did um, a shorter set for them. Yeah, in a sh- in a show called The Comedy Lineup, filmed in Atlanta. Right, and just the fifteen minutes, but they were selling them as these mini specials. So yeah, Phil Wang and it's fifteen minute, and it's all newer acts and you know less known acts, and and then after that they they said they came to see the live full show and they said you're gonna do the full special hour and we we're like great let's do it this may um and then COVID happened oh. <laughs> and so it's like a year and a half before we could do it again and the show had changed a lot and i changed a lot and everyone mm. changed a lot and we still had to have people mass in the audience and half capacity right at the london palladium 
So I was able to sell out the London Palladium twice on a Technicamera disc. Yeah. It was half full, but sold out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, when you say twice, what, so did you do it? So you do two shows. You do two shows. And then you, you mix them together. That, that's a standard, ah, really, for right. a, a special. Gotcha. Yeah, so when I watch this, when I watch the special, I can tell when my hair's changed because I had m- my hair is quite different between the two shows. Right. And I'm astonished other people aren't just going, "Your hair's changed." Yeah. I think maybe only I'm aware of that. I need to watch that now and, and, and have a look. <laughs> have a look. No, I've they'll drive it, you crazy. You'll drive you. Yeah, yeah, crazy. yeah, yeah. I'll be pausing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Yeah. And you're on tour at the minute. I'm on tour. Um, yeah, UK and Ireland. I just did my first show ever in, in Ireland. It How did that go? It was amazing. I yeah. was in Dublin, on Vicar Street in Dublin. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like a thousand people there. It was sick. They were so nice and so up for it. And um, such good crack, as they say. She was a good crack, yes. Um, <coughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, Yeah, that's funny. But uh, the sometimes people shout something out and it, it is funny. Because uh, it was a night of Eurovision. Right. And I said, thanks so much for coming, guys. I know you had a lot um, I had a lot to contend with. I mean, Eurovision finals on tonight. And a girl just went, hurry up. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, that's good. That's good. Because <laughs> she wants to get to Eurovision. Yeah. <clears throat> so where have you been and where are you going? Um, I mean, you don't have to name every city. No, you've asked the question. Right, well, please name every city. Uh, so I was just in um, Dublin and Belfast. And then this week I'm in Basingstoke. Got to go to Basingstoke. Yeah. Got to love Basingstoke, and London, uh, Southbank, the Royal Festival Hall, mm. and then Salford on Sunday. Your uh, neck of the woods. I will see you there. Yeah. Yes, you'll be there. I will be there. Yeah. Please don't. Don't heckle me. Don't <laughs> People me. always say don't don't heckle me to the stand up. That's stand the wrong way. Isn't don't it? heckle. Yeah. No, that's it's right. Yeah, hecklers yeah, heckle. Yeah. 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 Yeah, hecklers in the audience. Like there is one know. comedian, the Scouser. I forgot his name now, but he—he he literally that is his whole thing. Is oh yeah, taking the Mickey out of the audience. Yeah, yeah. I think I know the guy. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't go to one of those shows. I'd be mortified. Uh, the guy in Hot Water Comedy Club in yes, Liverpool. that's yeah. the one. That's yeah. the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, yeah I don't know. I, I, I've never been. I've never liked. Um, I mean, some people are very good at crowd work, mm. but <coughs> I've never. I've always just thought it's not really the point. It's not why I got into it. I'm not. I got into stand up because I'm a loner, and I like sort of ideas and thoughts, and mm. I don't like conversation. Yeah. So the idea of going to a show so that people can, I can watch people have a conversation, ugh, what a waste! Yeah, I don't yeah. want that. But but at the same time, I wish I was better at it because sometimes you, you you have to. You're forced. Your hand is forced. Yeah, yeah. You have to have a conversation with someone. Yeah, but it's, it's a real skill on it um, onto itself. You know, comparing. And some people some crowd. people love going to those shows and being. Yeah, well, especially now that. Um, so there's so many crowd work clips on Instagram and TikTok. This is, mm. you know, and this is, it's become huge. So yeah. so many people are now watching stand up as crowd work clips. Mm, mm. And there's now going to be a whole generation of people going to comedy clubs thinking that's what it is. Yeah. And and expecting like loads of crowd work at the gig, mm. thinking that's what stand up is. And a lot of the time it isn't. Yeah. Um so that you know that concerns me a little but it's not just just not really what I do. Have you ever considered, or have you ever been interested in acting? I know you did some voiceover stuff before. Yeah, no, I've I've done some um, I've done some acting. I um, I filmed my first movie. Really? Yeah, I got a small part. Tell um, me more. I'm in I'm in uh, I'm in Wonka that's coming up. 
You oh, know, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The new Willy Wonka. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's amazing. So what did you play? What was? I, I'm, I, I can't, I can't give any. No, details. you can't give any. I get that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, but I'm in that movie. <laughs> that's yeah. all I can say. I yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> How that, was that? That's really cool. Yeah, I mean, just being on like a big movie set. Was yeah, incredible. that's huge. I mean, what a way to start your acting career. I know, I know. <laughs> I, and it, it annoys actors so much when comedians get. Uh, roles i think <laughs> no i mean i mean I, I, I know what you mean but yeah i think it's uh, because essentially you are acting right when you're on stage i mean you, you in, yeah you're, in a sense, yourself, you're, you're, you're a weirder version of yourself exactly sure. yeah and you're doing yeah. you're doing lines every day exactly yeah you know, but uh, uh not those lines no that was in, that was in the 90s, <laughs> was more the 90s um yeah it was, it was it was really cool as a it's just um, amazing to be part of some an operation that mm. big. Yeah, and I always think when I'm when I'm in an, a, a big set like that or taking part in something that's a huge crew, I don't understand how, and not not all actors like this, and actually a minority of stars I think actually like this, but how have have a small number of big stars become like self-obsessed yeah or become ego egotistical yeah because you I'm, I'm when i'm there i'm so aware that i'm a tiny tiny cog in mm. this machine even if you're the star i think you're still the tiny cog of in the whole thing are, yeah so yeah. normally i'm always like yeah of course. <laughs> yeah 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 um the, the, the most devious i get is i ask for a cup of tea and it's so devious i just need tea yeah i just need tea you just need constant tea. tea yeah um but Aside from that, you know, I'm, I always feel very like lucky to to be there. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, I've worked with a lot of actors as a director, but also as another actor. And it's like, same as you, it baffles me why, you know, why why people are so. You know, I think I, th I I don't think no one's born that way, right? So, I think it's just the people around you, or you surround yourself, and also, it's like, you see other actors behaving that way, so you think it's okay to be like. So it's like a. Mm, yeah y you know uh, it's um yeah i mean i i don't really like to i don't really stand for it on set really it's it's you know there's no hierarchy do you have an eye do you rule with an iron fist a little bit yeah, yeah. yeah. it's more of an iron bar <laughs> but uh, yeah <laughs> i thought you're gonna soften it it's like yeah more of an iron hug an iron, <laughs> iron bar okay an iron hug <laughs> i love that um Right. So, so if I'm on you, if I'm on set, if I'm oh, one of watch your actors out. and I and I'm, I get too big for my boots, yeah. Are I, I, is it like how Phil the can bar. have a word? Is it that kind of thing? Or oh, yeah, but as you're saying, Phil can have a word. I'm I'm literally the drawing bar. the bar. How out, comes yeah. The bar. yeah. Yes, of course you can, Phil. What would you like to talk about? <laughs> 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 and he's just squeezing it harder and harder. Yeah. <laughs> but it's lovely, you know. It's a lovely atmosphere on set. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it. Very cooperative. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's petrified. Um, yeah um what's uh what's coming up what have you got obviously um, you're doing your tour i'm doing my tour and then there's an autumn leg as well oh the book yeah that's my book side splitter yeah about being mixed race and i try and be funny about it um so, so i'm doing this leg of the tour then doing i'm touring again in all autumn yeah and a little autumn extension um i just filmed uh I'm in an episode of uh, Amy, the next series of Amy Schumer's show, uh, Life and Beth. I was in the first series, yeah. In two episodes, and I've got I'm I'm back a little bit in the next series. So I've just been to New York to film that. Uh, Do you work a lot in the states then? 
to um more and more i mean last yeah. year i did i did a tour there ending at the netflix festival yeah and i i was interviewed by david letterman yeah for his saw that show, yeah which yeah. was wild I mean, that's my first day in la in my it's life amazing I'm interviewed by David Letterman. How was that? Like, what was what was? <laughs> I that felt like? bad for him because he did, the, the, in the last series of his interview show, he interviewed Barack Obama and Kanye West, and now he's interviewing me, a man he'd never heard of until today. <laughs> did you <laughs> when feel, he got the brief? Did you feel that? Like, what did he? No, he he was so so. It was he was great. He was so cool. The, the, I mean, the maddest thing was, they said before um, before we started recording, they're like Letterman wants to meet everyone mm. before the show. Okay, you got five minutes with Letterman, and we're, we're we're one by one we're led down these corridors down to the basement of the theater, and we're getting closer and closer to his dressing room, and I can hear his voice coming through the walls, mm. and then I enter his dressing room, and there he is, and goes, "Hi, Phil, nice to meet you," whatever, and hearing that voice yeah. coming out of the face in front of you, coming out of the human body in front of you, that was that was surreal. That yeah. was really weird. But he was cool. He was nice. He was very. Um, once he was on stage, he was a total. Such a he was such a pro, you know. Professional, and, yeah, yeah. And um, so interested in what you had to say, or at least good at appearing interested <laughs> in what you had to say, <laughs> and asking me questions, getting you know, and just getting me to tell stories and do little bits, and yeah, that was that was surreal, and that was just one of those. From time to time, in this work, you you end up doing something like being interviewed by David Letterman in mm. LA and it is quite out out of body that's what like the highs that you're talking about before is one of those but again I don't moments. consider that a high because really? I was just like it was cool it was yeah. like wow look imagine this but it it, it wasn't fun mm. to be under isn't it's not fun to be under scrutiny yeah but yeah. that's what comedy is you're under scrutiny yeah and you've you've elected to be under this very specific kind of scrutiny mm. and your job is to come out the other end shining. Yeah, yeah. And so it's not fun. It's it's a relief afterwards, and it's exciting, it's exhilarating, mm. but it's not fun. Mm. And you're not happy. I'm not happy doing it. Right. <laughs> Relieved mean, afterwards. Yeah, yeah, kind of. And and so you know, sat there talking to him, and these people in LA are laughing at things I'm saying, and it's going well. And I'm just like, okay, good, 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 good. But just don't drop, but don't drop the plates. The plates are spinning. Don't drop the plates. There are no sp- there are no plate spinners going. <laughs> this is fantastic <laughs> i feel so relaxed yeah you know because you're, you're trying not to break the plates yeah because it's your job and um, but it was cool the, this is cool mm. and actually i said that to one of the other acts before we went on he went this is cool i said yeah this is cool mm. yeah but it, not we, we didn't go i'm really happy yeah yeah that's yeah. not and that's not what it is yeah it's, this yeah. is cool you it's know. just one of those it's a lifetime experience isn't it it's like yeah did you ever think you know when you were in college doing your things that like you'd be on Letterman. I probably did. I was probably such a little did. shit. <laughs> <laughs> I was such a little piece of shit. <laughs> no, I think when you start out like that, that's that's what you have in mind. Of course, that's yeah. why you're doing it. It's like, yeah, yeah. God, maybe one day I'll be on the... Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And you get to understand it better and you get to understand the craft and enjoy it for its own sake and you go, ah, it doesn't matter if I end up on this. What matters is if I, mm. I really apply myself and, and get good at this. That what matters is I'm good at this and what I make is good. Yeah, and then when you end up on those kind of things later on, you go, "Oh, this is cool. I'm glad." Yeah, but I, I, I yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't have, I don't think about it in those terms anymore. I think about mm. it just like make stuff that's good, and as a rule, I, I try never to do anything that I wouldn't watch. Yeah, um, which is a very tough rule because I don't I hardly watch anything. 
except the news. So I'd go on the news. Go on the news. <laughs> <laughs> Read the news. I'd be on the news. Yeah. <laughs> did, you st- did you, I mean, do you still, did you, you used to set yourself goals and do you still set goals now? I think it's important to set goals. I think you're right. I think, I think, um, uh, yeah, I used to have goals. <laughs> Is that something to say? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I do, I do have goals. Goals. I've only ever set myself vague goals, though. I've always thought people who write down their goals and write down specific goals mm. um, shouldn't do that because you can't predict things well enough that you, you know, you have to, you have to have vague goals. I yeah. think vague goal is good. Yeah. Get better at this. R- write this kind of thing. Mm. Make this kind of thing. Um, get to this kind of place. Yeah. You know? So, uh, in in that sense, yeah, I I, I have goals, but um, but I I'm more more than that, just try and be present in what I'm making or doing at the moment. Yeah. Just trying to make that as good as I can. Mm. Do you ever go back to Cambridge and visit and you know? I was there for tour on tour and um, walked oh, up right. walked around town for a bit, but I don't like going back to places. I'm very yeah. much like scorched earth. Yeah. I, when I think I think it comes from living in a, in a different country and moving around a lot. Mm. Once you leave a place, it's done. It's over. Yeah, yeah. I don't really have a nostalgic impulse, mm. and so once I'm out of a place, I'm like, I don't like going back to a place and realizing everyone's moved on. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it yeah, makes yeah, you feel yeah. kind of yeah. It's kind of death. It makes you feel kind of dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I've been back to Cambridge a couple of times. Done a couple of shows there. Um, from time to time, I get invited to to do a, a, um, a debate at the union. They do these comedy debates. Right. Where you you're given a a real motion, but then you have to be silly about it, and you know, and that can be really fun. That's cool. Yeah, but I haven't done that in a while. Yeah, I just I just I don't feel old, and I just turn up and I just be like, in my day, there <laughs> there wasn't even a foe here. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, we've well, got so many East Asian restaurants now. The kids they don't understand how good they have it. Yeah, in these university <laughs> towns, they have they got a foe, they got their itsus, they got yeah. a mamas. They got, there's so much Asian food now. We had like one Hong Kong place, and we d- we we liked it. We 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 had we had to make do with that. Now, God, they don't know they're born. They don't know they're born, man. Yeah, they got a banana tree in there. <laughs> 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 so lucky these kids, <laughs> and still they go on protests. I don't. Understand. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't understand. <laughs> You've got a turtle bay right there, and you're going to <laughs> a, a protest. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. <laughs> What advice would you give anyone who's sort of wanting to get into the comedy scene and, you know? Um, well, I mean, it doesn't look like anyone needs my advice. Everyone's getting into it. Like with, with TikTok now, everyone just... If you, if what you do know, you make of all that? The, t- the, the sort of that, that, that TikTok, you know, Instagram sort of I, world. I, I mean, some of it's really, really great. Mm. And I think it's interesting that... I mean, that's what sk- the sketch show is now. People try and make sketch shows for TV now and... Well, they, they, they very good chance they don't make them at yeah, all. Yeah, yeah. And then if they do, it's very hard to get people to watch them because people are mas- basically making sketches on their phones, and yeah. that's what people see. <coughs> and yeah. it's perfect length. You know, the, the format is perfect for it because they're short. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so I think the future of sketch shows is on your phone, probably. Yeah, yeah. Probably. Yeah. I, I th- and I'm much more happy about that than I am about the future of stand-up being on your phone. I, I, I think stand-up is about a, a, a longer engagement yeah but i think the sketch stuff and there's some people doing really really funny stuff really interesting stuff i don't really vibe with the bits that are and these are the bits that do the best are bits where there's something intentionally relatable about it so that you can tag your friend and go this is just like you you don't like 
that one, that revel, you know, you yeah, don't like yeah. coffee revels, whatever. Yeah. Um, and I just go, I don't give a sh- I don't care about your friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't care what this is like. Yeah. I actually um, like the so coffee revels. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's interesting. I'm still, it's still, it's still early days. Mm. And TikTok is the one I, I won't, I won't get. Cause really? Like, yeah, yeah. I always think of, cause like I got Instagram only to like try it out and, mm. And once you're in, you you can't get out. It's it's you know that that fable, the Aesop's fable about I think it's the monkey with the sweets in the jar, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and he puts his hand into the jar to get the sweets out, but then his hand is stuck. Gets stuck. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. social media. Yeah, so now that's a really I, I'm good like, analogy. I'm like, uh, don't put your hand in the jar. Yeah. D- I know the sweets look nice, don't, but don't put your hand in there because you can't get it out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a whole other thing, the politics that we won't go down, but like the twitters and all that kind of stuff. I mean, I I use Instagram you know for work stuff really and just to be nosy well you have to show people what you're doing i mean yeah it's, it's important when you started off as a so, uh, you had to so show people what you're doing socially and for most yeah. people that is what it is mm. for to show people that the you're on holiday that the you're di- at a party the that dinner. You're at a dinner that you're at a wedding that yeah. you're living your best personal life mm. but then when you're w- when your work is entertainment you also have to show this you're living your best professional life yeah and because everyone's always watching so they mm. have to show I'm at this award show, I'm winning this award, I'm doing mm. this show, I'm filming this TV thing, I'm at this festival, and blah, 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 blah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Y- y- we're, we're the monkeys, and we put our hands in the jar, the ho- we've all put our hands in the jars, and we're all stuck, and mm. we all have to do this little dance for each other now. Yeah. But that's just that's just what it is. That's just, I'm just come to accept that's what you have to do, I think, really. Yeah, of course, yeah. Yeah, it's part of the job now, I think. Yeah, you yeah. Can't, you, can't, you can never rest. Every comedian now is simultaneously... Not just a comedian, but their own publicist, their own producer, their own, yeah. you know, their own PR, their own, because you're always, you're always having to do something mm. just to remind people you're alive. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. you're now, because of social media, you're in competition with not just other comedians, but everyone. Yeah. Everyone. Yeah. It's yeah. wild. What? Um, you know, I think, was it? Um, Andy Warhol said, in the future, everyone will be famous for 15 minutes. I, I think... He was right. I think he so thought it was right. He thought it was about TV. He thought he was talking about TV, but he was actually talking about TikTok. And it wasn't 15 minutes, it was 15 seconds. 15 seconds. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. true, man. So true. Um, so this is a question that I want to ask, and I'm going to ask everyone. What's your favorite rogue, unconventional film that you've watched? So not like... Yeah, you know something that's a bit out there or a bit you know that you that you really enjoyed, which you probably shouldn't have done or but probably shouldn't have done in like, in the sense that it's n- not technically a good film or I mean, do you, if you think it's a good film, but I mean, yeah, it's it's it's, it's open, isn't it? You know, what I mean, what's your okay. fa- what's your favorite film? But my favorite, like, th- I, I've got a, f- I feel like I've got a couple. Yeah, my my, my favorite film that sort of no one. S- very few people, few people that I think should have seen it have seen is um, Under the Skin with Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. You see that movie? Yeah. Which plays like a weird alien in Glasgow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a wild idea. Yeah. And I, it's one of the things like, why did she make that movie? I'm, 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 I'm astonished and so happy she said, she's like, yeah, I'll be a weird alien in yeah, Glasgow. In Glasgow. <laughs> and they went up picking up, you know, they picked up real, so the, the, the whole thing is she's kind of this succubus alien who picks up men and mm. is mysterious what she does with them, but maybe eats them or consumes them in some way. Yeah. And she's like driving around, and she just goes to men on the street. You know, come in. You know, you know, lift home. And they go, yeah, right. And a lot of those men are are real, normal men. Mm. Who can't believe their luck. 
Yeah. That this beautiful woman, because she's she look she's beautiful still, but she they she's got dark wig on and she yeah, looks, yeah, she doesn't yeah. quite look like Scarlett Johansson. So these men are like, oh my god, this beautiful. Yeah, okay, I'll do it. And I'm and I'm, it's so bold that they used some of those real men, and that those men went, yeah, okay, you can use me. They because they must have signed something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's yeah. such a wild movie from beginning to end. Yeah, and so weird. Yeah, and it's such a mad idea. And I'm so glad someone had that idea. Um, yeah, so I'm, I I I think that movie is really good. Um, a movie that I think is really good that no one seems to talk about in that sense is um, <laughs> is uh, Bad Lieutenant, Nicolas Cage. I, I haven't seen it. I haven't it's seen it. I, I, think, know, I know the... Yeah, no, I think it's a remake of... Yes, yeah, a remake of a normal yes. Bad Lieutenant, maybe. Um, and he's just so wild and Nicolas Cage in it. And he's, it's so ridiculous, but I love it. Which is... The, is that's not the one where he pl- basically plays himself. I think that's every movie. He's yeah. In. <laughs> 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 I think that's all of his movies. Yeah. I mean, Nicolas Cage, I think, is a classic choice for um, for Guilty Pleasure. For the wrong movie, yeah. Yeah, for yeah, the yeah. movie. Um, oh, um, Suicide Squad. So not, I can't, is it the Suicide The first one yeah. was the worst movie ever made yeah. in history. And then the second one, they've called The Suicide, oh, they're called Suicide Squad. It's like, it's fantastic. Right, yeah, it's, yeah, I watched yeah, it on a plane. I was like, "Oh boy, here we go!" And I was like, I th- "It's so good." Yeah, yeah. But I think they lost. Maybe they lost too much faith with the first one. I mean, there are a whole bunch of these. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All for different reasons. Um, yeah. I love that you've got a list of them. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> and as we were saying before we started recording, I watched. I, I watched all of Man vs. B. Yes. With um, Ronnie Atkinson. I saw the trailer for Wild. it. I didn't realize it was like eight. We say eight, eight minutes, minutes clips, s- chunks. They're trying, yeah. They're trying to appeal to the short attention spans of the new world. But it, but it, but it just continues on. It just and keeps going and going. And to be fair to them, at the end of each eight episodes, you go, "I do kind of want to know what happens to this bit." <laughs> <laughs> okay, they got me. Yeah, they got me. And do, what is it? Happy ending? Dare I say? Um. Yeah, he wanks the bee off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, <laughs> he gets that be good. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> on that note. <laughs> <laughs> I, I knew you wanted to end on the podcast um, catchphrase. Catchphrase. You, you wanked. <laughs> Rowan Atkinson wanking <laughs> off the beat. <laughs> oh, Phil, thank you so much, mate. Oh, thanks for it's talking, It's been an absolute Phil. pleasure, man. Oh, it's r- always a thrill to, to chat to Phil. Yeah, same. Yeah, thanks, man. Thanks, man. Thanks, man.